Hello, and welcome to this podcast series. Is your company ready for industrial scale additive manufacturing? Brought to you exclusively by Siemens PLM. I'm Dean Hanel, a member of the Siemens PLM marketing team. Today, I'm joined by Robert Meschel, Siemens Director of the Additive Manufacturing Network Initiative. It's a new online collaborative platform designed to accelerate the use of additive manufacturing in the global manufacturing industry. This podcast, Additive Manufacturing, the Hype and Reality, is the first in our four-part series on additive manufacturing. Podcast two will focus on industrial additive manufacturing, the risks and opportunities. Podcast three will be jumpstarting industrialized scale additive manufacturing, ISAM, ISAM, with the Siemens Additive Manufacturing Network. And podcast four, where do you start? We'll define some use cases and talk about how industrial scale additive manufacturing may be right for your business. You can follow us on social media and also at www.siemens.com forward slash PLM forward slash AM podcasts for this entire series of podcasts and other great additive manufacturing topics. So with that, I'd like to welcome Robert Marshall to our podcast. Hello, Robert. Hello, Dean. It is my pleasure to be here with you and talk about the future of industrial additive manufacturing. Robert, let's start our podcast today by talking about what ISEM is and how it differs from what manufacturers are already doing today. Okay, so uh, today, if you look on the entire market for additive manufacturing, it's really more focused about wrapping prototyping, which is uh, many times called 3D printing. Um, And also, there are some uh, limited specialized parts that are being produced, which are not for prototyping. However, industrial additive manufacturing is really talking about how do we go from prototyping into real production of uh, part that are going to be used in production and part that are going to be consumed by customers. Today, when we look on the projections for additive manufacturing, the market is uh, estimated to be around $7 billion if you follow reputable uh, analysts. And the expectation for this market is to continue to grow in a pace of about 25% and to triple itself within the next five years. In order to be able to do so, it's clear that the um, market for prototyping is exhausted and there is a need to go into real production of, uh, of real parts. And this is where the big promise of additive manufacturing actually li- uh, lies. And in order to do that, there needs to be some kind of uh, uh, leapfrogging for this industry to move from where it is today into a complete repeatable and reliable set of processes. So this means that the manufacturer needs to have much better possession about how to process material, how to set up machines, how to monitor the entire production value chain. This is knowledge that still does not exist fully in the market. You know, uh, there are some high-profile uh, experimental projects by very large companies that understand that additive manufacturing is a very big uh, promise for them, companies such as Siemens or GE, Aviation or BMW, and they are moving into this kind of um, industrial-scale uh, production. Uh, but uh, it's still not uh, fully there by most of the other uh, production. However, these uh, companies like, uh, again, Siemens, GE, and so, they understand that additive manufacturing has the potential to totally change the way that they perform their business, and that's why they're investing so much in this technology. Many people talk about the potential benefits of additive manufacturing. When you say ISIM will open an entirely new business model, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, it's really uh, multiple levels. First of all, products are going to look different. The additive manufacturing allows a lot of capabilities that are not possible with the traditional manufacturing. Like, for instance, uh, lightweighting 
or the ability to build very complex structures which cannot be produced with the existing manufacturing process, or the ability to build customization. Additive manufacturing eventually is building uh, part by part, and therefore you can make modification into each and every part uh, without actually adding more cost into the overall production process. So uh, products can really be totally reimagined and can be totally different than they are today. But then in order to do that, there needs to be uh, some more work on how do you design for additive manufacturing, what kind of materials are you using. The execution processes uh, are quite different. So this means that you need to reinvent your processes as well. It's not only about how do you design, but also how do you run process that fits into this design. This means new set of technology, new set of expertise that needs to be produced. There are new issues which are being opened. Like, for instance, am I going to use my internal production to support additive manufacturing versus outsourcing? This is just one example of potential process change. I need to get engaged with new vendors, with uh, new partners, uh, different equipment than, than those that I used to run before, different workflows. However, once I harness these set of capabilities and have uh, uh, the high proficiency that they expect from additive manufacturing, I can really redefine how I can really achieve to a new level of how do I redefine my business. It's uh, really the uh, purest way or the, the, the purest manifestation of the Industry 4.0 vision where the entire process is fully digital. This is really what additive manufacturing promises. This is the holy grail of, uh, of manufacturing. Um, so, so this is the big promise. So eventually, my entire business process is going to be quite different because the products are going to be different the processes are going to be different, and uh, that's why companies actually are looking into how to harness this technology. In fact, one of the things that we think that stops manufacturing from being more aggressive and missing the potential benefits of uh, industrial uh, additive manufacturing is just the inertia. Uh, organizations tend to stick to what they know, especially if it is working, and it's hard for them to want to move their cheese. Still, you know, the potential benefits must be huge because you're eliminating large amounts of capital. You're increasing efficiencies, producing designs you couldn't manufacture before, and so on. Can you address some of these potential benefits? Yeah. Well, we, we need to be very honest here. Uh, in, the, in the short term, uh, additive manufacturing is still a relatively uh, expensive process. It's not going to be easy to um, demonstrate immediate return on investment in additive manufacturing. The, um, there needs to be some investment on capital. The uh, Production is relatively still, uh, uh, the, the material is relatively still expensive. And, uh, and this is because this is a new industry and the uh, processes are still being shaped. However, the uh, promise uh, behind IT manufacturing by eliminating the need for new tooling, by eliminating the need to uh, store a huge amount of in-process uh, products is huge. I think that the uh, best example uh, may be uh, the example of spare parts. If you look on uh, uh, companies that are delivering products that require maintenance and uh, they are obliged to maintain a pretty much a big stock of uh, spell parts to support the maintenance of their products, an example would be automotive or locomotive or um, airplanes and so, the uh, cost of these uh, spare parts that needs to be stored in warehouses is huge. Sometimes it can uh, reach to 40-50% uh, of the overall balance sheet of these companies. But this is very, very expensive because you need to produce the parts, then you need to ship them and store them and warehouse them. And it takes sometimes years until the part is being uh, consumed by the uh, end user. However, if you can move to a fully digitalized process where basically what you do, you define in a digital way 
the part and how it needs to be produced, but you do not produce it, not yet. You store it in your uh, databases, and then whenever it is needed, you just ship the uh, bytes versus shipping the atoms, which is really for free, while shipping atoms is quite expensive, and then produce it at the point of consumption, nearby the uh, point of consumption. This is going to actually reduce the amount of inventory to zero. Uh, And this is a huge, huge benefit that these manufacturers are looking for. So what do you think it's going to take for 3D printing to achieve these industry-scale levels of production? Well, um, I think that there are multiple elements that need to be improved. First of all, the range of materials needs to grow okay, uh, in order to support it. Then the quality needs to improve, and, and this is mainly refers to uh, building repeatable processes. Today, a big part of the uh, printing is actually failing and needs to be replaced and redo. Uh, so this is something that for the industrial scale, additive manufacturing cannot be accepted. However, knowledge is start to being accumulated. If you go to companies like uh, the Service Bureau, they have started to collect this knowledge and information, and they have quite good experience of how to produce it in a much better way. This is also true for a big part of the uh, machine companies, which have great experience of how to run their machine in a very efficient way. So if we can build this uh, ecosystem that can combine all these elements together, I think that manufacturers, even if they are new to the domain, can quite quickly collect the relevant information and start to uh, harness this, in, uh, this domain and this technology to their needs. And once this happens, by the way, also the cost structure is going to go down because today uh, part of the problem is, for instance, the cost of material. So the more such material is being used, the more incentive there is for material companies to produce larger volume of this material. And therefore, uh, the overall cost of the materials is going to go down. This is typical to any new industry. So if I'm a listener today and I'm interested in beginning this ISIN journey, you know, what do I need to do to prepare for industrial-scale printing? Well, I, I think that uh, there are two major things that you should uh, look at. First of all, in today's world, you need to look into how to do partnership and how to be open to collaborate with external entities. Um, and to leverage uh, the knowledge and the expertise that they have. So this means to team up with partners, to talk to other people in the industry, to learn more for everywhere and everyone, to attend conferences, to read blogs and articles on additive manufacturing, uh, watch webinars, and even listen to podcasts like this. So this is something that you need to do in order to really be part of the ecosystem and start to um, get some more knowledge there. Because the knowledge does exist there, today the problem is that it's not as easy to access. Uh, Second, and I think that this cannot be avoided, you need to start to experiment yourself. Um, You need to look into your business and the products that you produce to uh, find areas where additive manufacturing might be an advantage for you. You need to uh, bring together domain experts in design, simulation, manufacturing. You can always learn from others, but I think that there is no better way than experimentation by yourself. And I would even say that maybe uh, considering setting up an additive manufacturing center of competence Again, in order to bring the knowledge into your organization and to be able to have a first-hand uh, experience with the system, uh, what we see with many of our customers is that they started their journey by leveraging um, on a, a service bureaus, but quite quickly they find out that basically all the knowledge resides at the service bureau and they are not improving by uh, running this process with only service bureaus. And therefore, what they uh, find out is that the best way for them is to continue to work with service bureaus, but at the same time to start experiment internally. And we see more and more companies that start to build their own internal service bureau for their internal needs in conjunction with working with external service bureaus. 
Robert, that's really great advice. You know, when I'm out traveling and, and talking with visionaries in the additive manufacturing industry, I think many of them share Siemens' feeling that, you know, industrial scale additive manufacturing is the next big evolution of the technology. But they all seem to have different timeframes when they think this will happen. What's your impression of how long it will take before industrial scale additive manufacturing is commonplace? Well, um, this is a new technology, a new industry, I think. And looking back into the history and also if we try to compare it to other technologies, I think that this is, has a true potential to become a real exponential technology. And the nature of external technologies is that when it starts, it really looks even slower. There's some kind of deception with the progress because it seems like slower than a linear progress. But then the tipping point comes and the um, technology starts to accelerate very, very fast and then it exceeds any other things around. And I think that there are plenty of such um, examples in uh, digital photography and in uh, in uh, IT technology and so on. And I think that 3D printing is definitely one of these technologies that it's going to grow very exponentially. However, I, uh, it's definitely going to take some time, okay? It's not going to be immediate. And everybody that goes into this journey needs to understand that this is investment of the future. This may take three years or four years or five years, but this will happen. Um, eventually, additive manufacturing is going to be yet another manufacturing technology. Today, uh, it's still technology in development, but in the near future, I believe that it's going to be fully integrated into the manufacturing processes. And there is no one manufacturer that will be able to avoid using additive manufacturing because of all the values that it provides. Robert, thank you for your insights in this podcast today. Thank you, Dean. We covered what industrial scale additive manufacturing, ISAM, ISAM means, the benefits of additive manufacturing and its relevance to ISAM, what it's going to take to achieve industrial levels of manufacturing, how to begin the journey to ISAM, and how long it may take for ISAM to be commonplace in manufacturing. Robert provided great insights into these questions today, and I'd like to thank him for joining me today on this podcast, Additive Manufacturing, The Hype and Reality. In our second podcast, Industrial Additive Manufacturing, The Risks and Opportunities, We'll discuss the many opportunities of industrial additive manufacturing as well as the associated risk. Please join us. Be sure to follow us on social media and at www.siemens.com forward slash PLM forward slash AM podcasts for this entire series of podcasts and other great additive manufacturing topics. Siemens, ingenuity for life.